Brothers and sisters, welcome to day nine of our Lenten journey. Yesterday, briefly, um, we said that St. Manuel saw in the crisis of an abandoned church, an abandoned tabernacle, a crisis of faith. He saw it as an opportunity, a, a, a source of motivation to shape and form his own mission throughout his life. And that rather than being crushed by, by the situation, he saw it as an opportunity. And so we do have to reflect in our own lives, whether it's from external things or situations that we find really bad in church or from within times in our own life that we have um, failed, that instead of rather being crushed by our own culpability or lack of faith around the Eucharist, let us use it as a source to propel us further to do better for the Lord. And it's safe to say the whole life of this bishop just screamed, the Lord is here, the Lord is present. This is an amazing truth. And we need to recapture this in the church culturally, that the culture of the church would recognize that this is the Lord and that we we adore him and we love him. St. Manuel said right before he died, and this was, he was made bishop by Pope Benedict the fifteenth um, in 1915. He was first an auxiliary bishop in... Um, in, in a, a place, um, I think it was in Palencia, and then he was then became the bishop in Malaga. And, uh, you know, he experienced great um, trials at the time because of all this civil unrest in Spain. He was, he was exiled in Gibraltar, but then he made his way back to, to Madrid. But throughout this time, he would see that this tumultuous time of the church and, and, and of the world, that he would see that adoration of, of Jesus releases a power in the church, releases a power in the world. This was a firm conviction of his. And so long as that people were adoring Christ, something would happen in the mystical body of, of, of the church. And this is very true, that adorers, true adorers, even though there might be few amongst the general Catholic body, um, people who, who, who really know the Lord and, and, and seek him out weekly or daily even, um, they have a great power in this world. And it might be a very unrecognized power. It might seem like a very hidden thing. For example, to see um, someone just kneeling down adoring a tabernacle. To our senses, not much is happening. But we know that the world is experiencing transformation. We're going to look at that in another day. But for now, this is what he said when he died, what he wanted written or what he wanted or where that he wanted to be buried. He said, I asked to be buried next to a tabernacle so that my bones after death, as my tongue and my pen during life, can say to those who pass by, Jesus is there. There he is. Do not leave him abandoned. Immaculate Mother, St. John, St. Mary Magdalene, take my soul to eternity with the heart of Jesus in heaven. Then he died in, in 1940. January 4th, 1940, and he was beatified in 2001 by Pope John Paul, and it was until 2016 after the second miracle was uh, occurred and confirmed by Pope Francis. Pope Francis canonized him as a saint of the church. And we could say that, obviously, from these days, we know that at the heart of his whole life, based on that experience in that church, that his life is marked by the Eucharist. His whole life is also, you know, marked by the fact that evangelization should be bringing people to the Lord in the Eucharist, that it should also flow from it, that people, after experiencing a deep 
experience of the living presence of Jesus, they will have more energy, more fire, more passion to go out into the world to bring this life-giving, saving presence of Christ and to bring people back to it. And so this, you could say, characterized his whole mission. And this should really be, and it is, uh, the popes have set the agenda for the church and theologians have spoken about it and many bishop conferences have write, written letters about it, that the Eucharist is at the at the heart of our evangelical evangelical life. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words today. The Eucharist is at the heart of our evangelical life. And so why is it? Because Christ is at the center of our faith and the Eucharist is Jesus. Let us not get mixed up with words. It is him. And uh, there's something very hard for our senses, but, but we believe it by faith. Just to say that really all of St. Manuel's Eucharistic piety could be summed up on the three points of the Eucharist. The holy sacrifice of the Mass. You know, the tremendous gift of receiving Jesus himself in Holy Communion. And then the real presence, what we call obviously the abiding presence of Christ when we reserve the Eucharist in the tabernacle or in reservation where, where the Lord himself is kept there. Um, which is a really crazy thing to think about. But he's kept there so that we can come to him and that he's so really readily accessible. Um, but there's this mystery of abandonment that we see at the foot of the cross. Very few come to the Lord in, in his most important hour. And there's something of that mystery that seems to linger in the lives of Christians in all our lives, that we could quickly abandon the Lord himself in, 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 in that way, and that we might fail to, to go and actually make frequent visits to him in the tabernacle. And so over the while, we will look at, you know, the power of the Mass, Eucharist, in terms of the celebration of the Eucharist. We'll look at the, the real presence. We'll look at Holy Communion.